So we're at about 600 million in transactional TTV, so total transaction value. But you know, the critical thing is actually what buyers are looking for. So we see just over 10 million monthly keyword searches on Flipper. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Blake Hutchison. If the name rings a bell, it's because he jumped in full feet 2018 into running a Flippa, coming from a different company. He's scaled companies before, but now focused on helping all kinds of brands and businesses sell quickly and effectively via Flippa, a marketplace for, again, buying and selling your company. Blake, you ready to take to the top? Yeah, absolutely, Nathan. Thanks for having me. So let's dig into your personal story here for a second. You could do anything in the world in 2018. You're working at, I think you're working at really this, this thing that helps people book luxury experiences, correct? Luxury rentals? Yeah, that's right. Luxuryescapes.com, uh, which is, a, uh, I guess, a flash sales engine for beautiful holidays around the world. And uh, yeah, super fun company to run. So what happened? I mean, did the, the folks at Football approach you and say, Blake, you're the guy, we want you in here. Here's where I excited. Come join, please. I mean, how did that work? Yeah, so I really like working for founders. I really like uh, running businesses on behalf of founders and, and I had some success at, at Luxury Escapes. Great founding team there. But as you say, uh, I was tapped on the shoulder, so to speak. So the, the board and the founders at Flipper had said, uh, we've got a great opportunity for you. We're a global marketplace. We've got customers all over the world. We're helping to democratize the exit. And uh, that's where I've ended up. And it's a lot of fun. It's different to luxury holidays, that's for sure. So what about center sort of exits, but a different kind of exit instead of luxury goods, it's, it's, it's digital assets and insights businesses. But what did you see in the space at the time? I mean, again, you're sitting on a great cushy thing. I assume it's going well. You have to have real conviction around that vision to jump out and start leading Flippa full time. What did you see in the m marketplace back in 2018? I, I think there's really uh, one thing for me and then one thing that relates to the, the macro environment. The thing for me was that uh, I'm based here in Australia. Flip is a technology company. It's a global technology company. It's bootstrapped. It's profitable. It's organically grown. And that's a, that's a rare thing to find um, in the Australian market, a business which is truly global. So that was the thing which appealed to me. Uh, as it relates to the macro environment, there is clearly uh, huge amounts of growth in the small business digital sector. And the small business digital sector has been uh, one that you and I are very familiar with, but the mainstream uh, community 
has taken some time to jump on the back of. And so with platforms like Amazon and Google and uh, Shopify and big commerce and Recurly and any other platform that enables a, a digital asset owner to scale, there is a fundamental paradigm shift in the opportunities for those businesses. And that, that struck a chord with me. So let's sort of start with a, a very specific question and then take a step back in terms of growth of Flippa and how it impacts SaaS. So you help SaaS founders sell their company. You always have interesting listings. One of the top listings right now, you've got Editor's Choices, Swiftify.com. It's a website. They monetize via subscriptions. They're doing $8,800 per month in net profit. The multiple asking price is $450,000 for a 4.2x sort of multiple. Is that the multiple you're seeing right now for SaaS companies? Is that the expectation a new seller should have coming to Flippa? So the interesting thing is that it does differ by size of company. So the smaller the company, the lower the multiple. Uh, the, the, the larger the company, the higher the multiple. Uh, that's a very, very simplistic view of the world. But what we're seeing on average is a three times net profit multiple or SDE multiple, seller discretionary earnings, on a SaaS asset, which is between two and four years old. And just people might not be familiar with what uh, uh, SDA means. Can you explain how people can calculate that? Yeah, so SDA, seller discretionary earnings. And what that relates to is uh, non-carry forward costs are removed from your cost base and therefore the net profit line is adjusted. And so what that means is if you've paid a, um, a freelance developer a large amount of money to um, re-platform your technology, and that's a non-carry forward expense, you would remove that from your P&L and therefore it would impact your profit line and therefore impact profitability. And ultimately, uh, businesses are priced against the SDE versus a standard net profit. So building around seller discretionary earnings should make your bottom line look better because you're removing expenses that the future buyer, you know, in theory would not have to incur. Is that accurate? That's absolutely accurate. How do you, how do buyers get comfortable with that? Like how, how you know, it's, it's a whole combination of the buyer going, well, what would I actually need that expense? Would I have to go replace that developer with somebody else? How do they get comfortable with how that SDA is, SDA is calculated? Yeah, I think it's critically, it's about, is it, can the buyer imagine that that expense that has been removed is a one-time expense that is non-carry forward? And that's a, that's a really important distinction and therefore the discussion has to happen with the current owner. Uh, I see that you have removed these expenses. Could you tell me a little bit more about those expenses? And then the buyer needs to make a judgment call as to whether those expenses should have been included in the cost base or whether it is fair and reasonable to remove those because they are non-carry forward. But you're absolutely right. The buyer uh, does need to be comfortable with that, and that can sometimes take some time and some digging. Interesting. Okay, let's sort of get it. You know, any marketplace business model, you got to have both sides built out. Help us understand how effective Flippa has been at that. In 2018, well, if you add up all of the sale prices of all the websites you sold, how much total GMV went to the platform in 2018? So we, so we uh, well, each, each month is a little bit different. Each, each year is a little bit different. We, tend to, we do around, uh, well, I'm not going to reveal what we do GMV-wise, but we, um, we see around 4,500 listings a month uh, on the platform across the collection of digital assets. And those digital assets are SaaS businesses, as you've, as you've alluded to uh, so well, Nathan, and I know your community is very passionate about. But they can also include e-commerce 
content assets, marketplace assets, and, and apps. It, so if you're not comfortable talking about GMV, is there a different number you can point to that highlights Flippa's ability to move inventory so that these 4,500 listings don't just sit there? Yeah, absolutely. So, so we convert at 35%. So 35% of all assets list on Flipper, uh, sell on Flipper. And the important thing about that is that remember how many assets we, li- we list each month. So this has uh, nothing to do, we're not a broker. That's a really important distinction. Flipper is a marketplace. It's a peer-to-peer environment where high-quality digital uh, real estate owners, so SaaS founders, for instance, can uh, find a pathway to the largest network of buyers globally. So we have over 3 million users. In fact, it was two weeks ago that Flipper signed up its 3 millionth user. So that should give you some sense of the scale that we operate. And when you say user, you mean a seller looking to sell or a buyer looking to buy? Uh, Actually, the combination of both. Buyers and sellers combined is a combined community of 3 million people. Okay, got it. So how many, how do you measure sort of an active buyer on the platform? Because as you and I have discussed, I mean, the best way to move an asset is to get a bidding war going, which is measured by when you list it on Flippa, how many people do you push it out to and how many buyers actually place a bid to create that bidding war? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, I'll I'll answer it. at a very high level first. So we have 1.5 million active buyer accounts. Okay. So those are buyers looking at the platform and they have looked at the platform and considered a listing within the prior six month period. Okay. So, that, so that's, that's the first piece. The second piece though is remember that buyers have varying budgets. And so you can have a buyer who is looking to acquire a, a small um, a template so that they can uh, start their first online business. And they might have a $1,000 budget. And then we've got private equity, VC, high net worth, uh, and big budget buyers operating up to sort of the $10 million mark, or at least that's the, that's the budget that they are setting on the platform. That's not 1.5 million users. It's far less than that. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's a large number. We have sort of 50, 60,000 buyers operating it, what we would call high value range. Now, the way a marketplace works, which is fundamentally different to um, a hey, directory. Sorry, Blake, just to quantify that, when you say high value range, does that mean you've said, okay, we know they have at least a million to spend? Or, or like, uh, is there some? Yeah, high value is defined as $750,000 plus. $750, plus. How do you know they have that available to spend on M&A though? Uh, they set preferences on the platform ah. and uh, we haven't gone and there's no credit check of that buyer. We sure. haven't looked at their personal bank account, um, but they have set preferences accordingly and then that uh, informs our matching algorithm. So I when see. somebody lists on Flipper, our marketplace dynamics take over and we ensure that any given asset as long as that asset is reasonably priced, which you and I can perhaps get into, and as long as that asset has the requisite detail on the listing, we let our matching algorithm play out and then uh, plot a path to matching as many possible buyers to any given asset. Blake, what's the average sale price of a company listed on Flipper? The average sale price is $75,000. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's higher than I would have thought. Um, Do you see drastic differences in average sale price depending on the cohort of companies selling an e-commerce brand versus SaaS company? It's a great question. Um, I don't think we've actually got it broken down that way, uh, but I imagine that would be the case. I imagine that uh, a content asset, uh, the content asset type is probably 
uh, from an average order value standpoint, perhaps a little bit lower than SaaS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine that e-commerce is perhaps a little bit lower than content. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. You talked about, you hinted sort of here at reasonably priced. So, so tell me more about that. I sense either some frustration there, or maybe people list it too much or have unreal expectations or how do you reasonably price an asset, especially a SaaS asset when you list on Flippa? Yeah, it's a really, really challenging um, problem to solve. So as a marketplace, uh, we do put a lot of um, power in the hands of our sellers and therefore accordingly in the hands of buyers when they go on to contact a seller. But as it relates to pricing, we can provide pricing guidance. So what we have is we have 10 years worth of historical sales data. Now, of course, 10 years ago, there were very few high-value digital assets being sold in a marketplace context, and so um, less, less data than we would like. But over the last three years, we've got a pool of assets that we can call upon as examples to provide a valuation range for any given asset. However, today, on Flipper, a seller can ignore our pricing range and they can as we would uh, describe, overprice the asset uh, and in the degree of reasonableness uh, be far in excess of what we would consider reasonable. (laughs) And so we are often encouraging sellers to look at examples of what has sold on the platform and use that as the benchmark for pricing. And so if what people forget is that um, buyers do set budgets and that's how the match the matching algorithm works so if a buyer has a two million dollar budget and you've priced at 2.5 that would be considered and that was considered unreasonable you're going to miss all of those buyers who have set budgets up to two million which means your catchment is far smaller than it should be and so what people need to understand about a marketplace is that You want to get access to as many possible buyers as you can. And Flipper will do its job to do that and put you in front of more buyers than anyone else can globally. But that requires that you give the marketplace as much accuracy in your listing and price reasonably. A lot of you guys will ping me out of the blue at asking for help selling your software companies, but I'm not a broker and I'm really focused on founder path right now, not helping folks sell their company. So I'm always looking for great tools to recommend for you guys to quickly figure out what you could potentially sell your company for and how much cash you could get. That's where Flippa comes in. Now here's my thing about brokerages, especially for selling your company. You guys should not have to pay a 10% brokerage fee when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into building your company for years that have a sale. All smart founders know though that the best way to maximize price is to have multiple options. So how do you get multiple options, multiple bids on your company without paying a broker 10% or more? Well, I recommend Flippa because they have the largest list of buyers for these sorts of digital assets, which almost always guarantees a bidding war. I tell my founder friends all the time to try Flippa's valuation calculator to see what their company is worth. And I encourage you guys to do it today. Go to nathanlacka.com forward slash Flippa right now to test out the valuation calculator for free. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash F-L-I-P-P-A. In terms of benchmarking data, I don't know that anyone in terms of an online marketplace has more historical data than you have. I mean, have you guys published what 
through your life total amount of transactions to the platform? It's, it has it passed a billion yet? No, so we're about six hundred million. Six hundred okay. million um, in in transactional TTV, so total transaction value. Yeah. Uh, so not a billion yet, and that's that's a big number. You've got a lot of sales data there, uh, but you know the critical thing is actually what buyers are looking for. So we see just over 10 million monthly keyword searches on Flipper. So Say that again, we, 10, you see 10 million? 10 million keyword searches on Flipper. What's so that mean? Much like, so much like any other search engine, Flipper has its own search environment. So someone could type in SaaS and hit search. They could type in Amazon and hit search. Now, if they type in SaaS, they're clearly looking for SaaS assets. If they type in Amazon, they could be looking for merch by Amazon, uh, FBA fulfilled by Amazon. They could be looking for Kindle publishing. So that's, that's a keyword search. Now, we therefore know what business models people look for. And not only that, what categories and niches people look for. And of course, through this weird COVID-19 pandemic period, we've seen the number of searches for particular categories rise and fall on the basis of buyer confidence. And that's been super interesting to watch. And so what we can say is we have categorically got demand for the following types of assets. Therefore, if you're a seller that meets one of those keyword searches at the top of the pops, top of the tree, you've got a very, very high chance of finding a buyer. Blake, everyone listening is going, okay, well, what's the demand for SaaS? It's a SaaS podcast. Come on, Blake, give it to us. How many SaaS searches are you seeing monthly? Yeah, so SaaS is in our top 15, our top 15 searches. So what that means is you've got just under 100,000 searches a month, just under 100,000 searches a month for SaaS. Oh, wow. Okay, so significant demand there. And look, I mean, the reason you came across my radar is heard about Flippa, I want to say it was back probably in 2017, 2018, but more recently I had a friend who has a SaaS company that's doing over a million dollars a year list on Flippa. And I've started hearing this, you know, a couple different people listing on Flippa. And I said, you know, one of the questions I always get that I don't always have the perfect answer for is founders coming to me going, Nathan, what would you value my, my company at? And Blake, my response is always the same. It's a combination of art and science. It's worth what a buyer is willing to pay. So so the best place to go find that information out is whoever has the most, the largest buyer list of SaaS assets with the most historical transaction data so they can put up accurate comps. And that's when I pinged you and said, Blake, I want two things from you. I want you to come on the podcast so we can help SaaS founders. And number two, I want to set up a specific landing page where I can send all these people who ask me for valuations and they can get a quick valuation done. So I actually put in one of my SaaS side projects into your valuation tool and got back actually what I would consider a fairly, you know, uh, fair price. I, I wasn't offended by it. It didn't feel like a big stretch. And so it seems like that little chat by you guys are work, have built really pulls on all that benchmarking data. Is that accurate? That is absolutely accurate. The valuation bot um, has an API and that API is being informed by sales data, historical sales data, as, as well as uh, what we see on the platform by way of buyer demand. And so it's an important tool that people can use to get a baseline valuation. And as you just said, Nathan, it is uh, a combination of art and science. So we've seen uh, ludicrous things happen on Flipper where we, we might have valued something at 2.2 times net profit multiple and it sold at five times. Now, why? Sure. Because it was in a niche which lots of buyers were after. It was a strong business model. 
it had a very, very high LTV. Uh, there was very, very limited churn. And uh, against all other assets that we compared it to, it was very, very strong. So guys, if you email me and ask me for your valuation, I'm going to say go to nathanlacka.com forward slash flippa. That's F-L-I-P-P-A. You do the valuation bot. You're basically getting the brain of someone who's done $600 million in deals over the past 10 years at your fingertips. It's free to use. I encourage you to test it out. You guys listed mine at, again, about $1.1 million, which was, again, I think an interesting comp. But to your point, Blake, just now, a lot of the ways that you sort of beat comp is psychology it's bidding wars. And you build a lot of psychology into Flippa. I see right now a bunch of these listings. It's X days left, this many bids. So what can a, a seller, what can they do with their Flippa profile to as best they can encourage a bidding war? Should they intentionally underprice, for example? I don't think they should intentionally underprice. I think there's, there's, three, uh, there's three tips I would provide. Uh, one, be as transparent as possible because you want bids to come in as soon as possible. If you leave too much to chance, you are slowing down the bidding process. And when I say to chance, leaving too much um, for the buyer to ask about. What should the they second, definitely list, Blake? Can you actually paint a picture? P&L, Google Analytics, what else? Uh, definitely Google Analytics if it's relevant for your business. In, in some SaaS contexts, it's less relevant. Uh, but I would definitely list LTV, I would definitely list MRR, I would list your churn rate, and ultimately, yes, a P&L. How has the business performed against the cost base? That's super, yep. super critical. Blake, before we wrap up, you guys are a business, you're profitable, you're bootstrapped. How the heck do you guys make money if you're not a broker? <laughs> so we take a success fee, and our success fee is, uh, well, best in class. One, there's a best price guarantee, but for any asset over $100,000, which is most of the founders that we'll be talking to on this podcast, uh, it's a 5% success rate. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's obviously compelling. You know, I've used to sort of put referrals into other brokers that don't have as much GMB behind them as you do. They're not as automated, but they'll take 10, 15, sometimes even higher than 15%, which to me breaks a little piece of my heart off because these founders work for six years building their company and then basically give 15% up at the, at the wedding altar, as you would call it. So 5% for above a hundred thousand dollars. 5% above $100,000, quite, quite simply, as a, as a marketplace, we back ourselves in and we back our leverage in. The leverage is the world's largest amount of buyers globally. Oh, I said that, didn't I? The world's largest number. So that means we can um, match you and therefore we have confidence in our business model and at our scale, 5% makes absolute sense. And Blake, as we wrap up here, I mean, true or false, if someone goes to nathanmarka.com forward slash Flippa and does what I did with that valuation calculator and they end up actually listing on Flippa, they're essentially getting for free an email blast out to 50, 60, 100,000 buyers because you're going to promote that listing. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a SaaS asset that's on the platform right now. You can check it out, uh, ninjaoutreach.com. I think you can see that it's got over 20,000 buyer views when I last checked. Uh, that that's that's impossible to match. You don't yep. match that. You don't you don't meet that global scale um, without having marketplace dynamics playing out positively. All right, Blake. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book. Yeah. Um, I would say. Um, wow, I'm going to go back to blast the past. I'm going to go go to uh, Richard Branson's autobiog from back <laughs> no, in the day. Number two, is there a founder you're following or studying right now? 
so I, I, I follow Brian Chesky at Airbnb very closely because as a marketplace founder, we can learn a lot from what he's achieved. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Flippa? Uh, at the moment, we're, we're trying a, a little product called Flow XO, which is a SaaS business. Interesting. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, not enough. Like under five, six? No, I'd say five, six, yeah. Fair enough. And situation, married, single kids? Uh, married, no kids. No kids yet. Okay. And how old are you, Blake? I'm 40. 40. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Everything will be okay. Guys, Flippo.com, over $600 million in sales of companies over the past, call it six, seven, eight years. Blake now leading the company, over fifty to 60,000 buyers waiting with more than $750,000 to spend each for you to go list your SaaS company and buy it. It's a great way to get a bidding war going. Check out their valuation tool to get an accurate idea of what your SaaS company might be worth. They take 5% if you end up selling for more than $100,000 as a success fee. Blake, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. I appreciate that.